Hi, this is High Notes with Dr. B, and I'm your host, Dr. Denise Ritter Bernardini. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you will find this and every other podcast inspirational and informative. And if you're like me and you're a curious person and you like to learn something new every day, then you and I will get along quite well. I am an avid reader and love to learn, and it is my hope to bring something new for you to think about or to learn about every podcast. Thank you again for spending your time with me. Today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Tracy Phillips. Tracy Phillips is a life coach, and I can tell you that... um, before I ever had a life coach, I was a little bit skeptical, and then I hired myself one to see what all the buzz was about, and it's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, my coach was more of a business kind of coach, but if you have things that you would really like to be able to talk openly with someone about, um, and it not be a counseling session, so to speak, or it's not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, although life coaches can be, um, this is a great way to have someone who is on your team, who has your back, but will tell you the truth, and will not let personal feelings get in the way. It's a great resource, and I highly recommend this to people who are either going through a major change in their life or they want to really change something in their life, or they're trying to accomplish something and they feel overwhelmed, then a life coach is for you. And she is specifically in the leadership and performance strategy. She supports business leaders and she creates these solution-based strategies and likes to solve personal and work-related challenges. She is, has a uh, background in education. She has a master's degree in curriculum development and instruction. And she entered the health and wellness field in 2004. Um, so then she sort of bro- branched out into strategic performance coaching. And she has been seeing people in the Raleigh, North Carolina and throughout the globe. And is really an enjoyable person to talk, uh, talk to. I enjoyed my time with her, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Denise. It is such a pleasure to be with you. I am so excited about our conversation. I uh, have read some of your things from your webpage, and I have so many questions (laughs) and uh, can't wait to hear about all the things that you have going on. I know you have a lot of stuff going on. So you're a coach and you help people kind of navigate leadership. And one of the things that am I, I, I got that right. Yeah. You got that right. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. And um, one of the things that I noticed in your description of that is you said, find the power of language. I'm paraphrasing. Can you, can you explain what you mean by that to me? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I work specifically with visionaries. 
So that's even more of a niche uh, as an executive leadership and performance coach. And visionaries are a unique uh, breed. <laughs> um, I am one myself, and I think that's how I ended up falling into this. But you know, we—if you think about the visionaries in life, uh, people like you know, like Walt Disney um, and and Steve Jobs, and you know, some of these people who just had these great innovative ideas. The thing about visionaries is they always need certain things in order for those ideas to actually make it to mainstream, make it as big as they could potentially become. Because what visionaries don't tend to be good at is, um, is the day-to-day, -day, the nitty-gritty, the details, the organization, things like that, because they're creatives. And so one of the things that, that I do is I help them define and stay in their own lane and create teams so that they can pass that baton where it needs to be passed so that they aren't always, in fact, if anything, they do great in their lanes, but they tend to create havoc and chaos when they leave their things. <laughs> so really helping that. And one of, and my vehicle's language. Um, I come from a background, actually my first uh, career was as a language teacher. Um, I created uh, and ran, um, foreign language programs. And so I learned translation, right? I, I started from a very young age learning, French was my second language. And, you know, learning how to translate in ways that, you know, I wasn't, as my first French teacher said, you're not really great at retaining the vocabulary, but you're excellent at mimicking the accent and following, you know, the, when we would do you know, kind of play acting, you know, I would look like a French person speaking. So I had this innate ability to pick up those abilities to translate from, you know, American ways to foreign ways. And I, you know, it's, again, we are born with certain innate qualities and that just happens to be mine. And so what I've learned and developed is that I tend to listen to language and language doesn't lie, right? If people say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. And actually everybody always means what they say. Uh, we, we maybe didn't mean for it to come across that way, or we maybe, you know, for political correctness reasons, we, we would like to reframe what we said, but we always mean what we say. And that's one of my, the main messages I want to tell people is that, you know, if you're retracting what you say, think about what it is you're retracting. Is it the delivery? Because that's most likely what you're looking at. It's not the message. We can refine the message, but it's really important to stay authentic with that message, because otherwise we, we have a hard time showing up again, authentically as who we are. So I use that language to help, um, to help people discover who they are. And again, define their genius and those things that are blocking them from performing in that lane. Wow. That's a lot. That's <laughs> yeah. A that's, lot. A, that's a long, long answer that's to a short question. <laughs> and it's a lot to unpack. So <laughs> I, I'm so curious, are you a musician of any kind? Well, it's interesting because you, I mean, you and I both come from that realm of the same part of the brain, right? So a, a person uses the same part of their brain in music as they do in foreign language. And, you know, I found that my, my best foreign language students were ones who were early mus musicians, right? They started learning piano or violin or flute or something at an early age. And they took rights because music is a foreign language, right? It's a language yes. just like, like any other. I, yeah. So I am not a musician. <laughs> Well, I mean, I ask that because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a singer by trade, a professional singer, classically trained, and I um, have to sing in multiple languages. And, and I'm trained to sing in multiple languages. And I train singers to sing in multiple languages. And one of the things that I notice about musicians is their ability to adopt an accent 
or the 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 speaking of the language and mimic those sounds quite well whether you know all the vocabulary or not you have to be able to sing and sound french you have to be able to sing and sound italian or Czech or whatever, Russian, whatever, whatever language you may have to sing an opera in, right? So, and I, and I've always, uh, I've done a lot of traveling, sung all over the world. And I've noticed that when I go somewhere, I pick up on their inflection or their, even when I speak English, if I'm in Italy, I sound like an Italian speaking English and it cracks, cracks everybody up around me. But I'm like, I don't, you know, it's just my ear. It just, it seems to gravitate towards the melodic structure of someone's speech. And then I mimic it, whether I mean to or not. So you saying you were good at that, I thought, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if she was, you know, a musician or, okay. So, so maybe so you this said is something important. It's the ear. It really is that it's people who are clairaudient, right? Can they, they say you can hear voices, but what I really think that is, is you can hear the patterns in mm -hmm. voice, the patterns mm -hmm. in language. And that's what you and I are both doing. We're, we're reading the patterns. Um, and so that, uh, that, that clear audience, so to speak, you know, depending on if you're talking on the woo-woo side of things or the more scientific side of things, you know, that's that ability to, the way I, I translate it is the way you can read patterns in language. And so that's really, I do it, you know, in a particular way, you do it in a particular way, but it's the same skill. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's very cool. I like that. I, I hadn't really thought about that in terms of a way to coach. Uh, and yeah. And you being, you being a coach, I have to tell you that I, I never really got the whole life coach thing until about two years ago. And I hired a life coach just kind of like, oh, I'm going to see what this is about. Oh my Lord. Powerful, powerful relationship. Yeah. I now so now when people talk to me, you know, and they're like, you know, I just I'm like, get a coach, get a coach, because it, it's it's just really a powerful relationship, and I really didn't realize even that I was a coach in what I did with Kit in the you know the students that I have, and the the people who come to me as a student anyway. So, it a, a coach is a really powerful relationship, and I think a lot of people don't understand how. Uh, much their life will change in leaps and bounds by having a uh, objective source that they can tap on a regular basis who yeah. can also be an accountability person but but can gear them in the way that they you know we tend to get distracted and stuff so having someone that you know you have to answer to in a week <laughs> helps you stay on task <laughs> you know so. and I appreciate that that you understand well, you've experienced that you know and it, I always say we can't have a bird's eye view of our own life so we all have blind spots I've had a coach since before I became a coach you know if you look at all of the the, the well the top athletes in the world they have multiple coaches that's how they got to be the top athletes in the world and so yeah. you know people say well I don't come on somebody me you know to help me figure out my life and really you know again you don't have to have it but what you're saying is, is if you are a person who really wants to, you know, we all have that potential. You really want to get cl as close as possible to your potential. Hiring a coach is absolutely crucial because we, again, we can't see our blind spots. So that objective person who can point that out, but they're also skilled. I mean, I agree with you having accountability buddies and 
mastermind groups and things like that are really helpful, but people who are trained specifically in coaching to help guide, right? It is not about leading or taking someone like, follow me and I'll show you. At least that's not the way I translate my, my job as coach. It's really to hold space for somebody to discover themselves authentically, but you have to be skilled at that because a lot of people want to step in and kind of, again, lead. <laughs> and I mean, I, I have no business leading you in your life. <laughs> it's your life, right? But, but I am skilled at helping you discover things and translate those within your life so that you have a more clear understanding of what that means. Right. Yeah. Imagine what the world would be like, you know, well, okay. So what made me think about this was I got to, I want to think about what I'm about to say. So, <laughs> you know, cause I'm one of those people who kind of blurt things out. Um, coaching is often seen and, and I think rightfully so as something only as people of a certain income can do. Right. I mean, coaches are not cheap. And rightfully so. You're spending a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with that person. And, and depending on your coaching style, you may give them 24-7 access to your texting and your whatever, you know. So, uh, and there may be some people out there that you're like, boy, I wish I would have charged this much <laughs> for, <laughs> for that person. But anyway, um, but imagine if a group of coaches got together and said, you know what, we're going to go into Appalachia or we're going to go into the inner city. And we're going to offer coaching to young people who cannot afford, who are a different socioeconomic than we are. And you gave them the opportunity to have someone take a real interest in their life and help them guide it and help them see where they want to go, find their, help them find their pa passion. Imagine what our life would, our world would be like. Absolutely. Well, and Wouldn't you know, that I be know powerful? That those programs that, that, that do exist just like that, you know, people who are called to work with different types of, of individuals in different types of ways, you know, from business coaches, you know, there's, there, there are free business coaching, um, you know, programs that you can get involved with if you're a startup or, you know, there's a lot of that kind of thing. And basically it's not the same kind of thing as if you're paying for it, but, but it is that beginning level of support from people who have been there and done that. And that's mm -hmm. really what it, it's mentorship right? In yes. a lot of ways. Yes. And I think that mentorship is, you know, it's an age old, I was just listening to a podcast the other day and the woman said, you know, the word mentor comes, I think she said from the Greek God mentor. Um, so it's, it, it goes way back, this concept of mentoring, you know, usually it was the older to the younger, but in, in this day and age, you know, it depends on experience, right? We can have an experience at the age of two, right? Mm -hmm. That, that, changes us in some way. And having had that experience and someone doesn't, you know, we could be 15 years old and, and coaching someone in that particular area because we've mm -hmm. experienced it and they haven't. So age isn't as much as, as, you know, a factor, I think as experiences. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I love that you said that because I think the more we put it out there, you know, language is a powerful tool as we know. And the more we put out like, hmm, I wonder what, what if, like, I wonder what would happen if, our intentions are kind of to see more of that kind of thing out in the world. And that's how we plant those seeds. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. So you have a very interesting, this is a shift of, of subjects a little bit, but you have a very interesting podcast yourself. Oh, podcast. I don't know what you want to, what you want to call it. 
Yeah. But tell me, tell me about eavesdropping. Tell me the, tell me the whole thing about that. I find it super fascinating. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it's kind of like Google, you know, in order to be picked up by Google, you have to use search words and it may or may not be exactly what you do. And so, you know, it's, we use podcast. Um, my, my partner in crime, as I call him, Woolwin Port, and I started eavesdrop live at the beginning of 2020. And it really came from just conversations we were having. We met at the uh, end of 2019. We were introduced by a mutual friend. Um, he's a, a business consultant and we're, we run in the same circles, but we hadn't met each other. And really that first conversation we headed off, he's, he's from South Africa, fascinating man, just fascinating. And I think that was really what drew me into him. Um, you know, I don't know what drew him into me, but, you know, I, I just found him fascinating. Every time I talked to him, there was more stuff that I was able to discover. And so we decided to take those biweekly phone calls. One day he just said, well, what do you think about going live on Facebook every two weeks and just having our conversations live? And so we did it as an experiment. And, you know, we, we didn't really have any intentions of where it was going to go or what it was going to do. And those first couple of months, I think it was month three, I remember watching one of them just, you know, afterwards and I, I looked at, you know, how many viewers and, you know, we had something like 600 viewers. And I thought, what in the world, <laughs> like, where did this come from? You know, and it was kind of a bit of a surprise. And so we, not that that's necessarily why, but obviously we knew that if people were, you know, tuning in, it's because it was valuable. And so we've really just, that's what we do. So every two weeks on Wednesdays at one o'clock, we go live on Facebook. And we, it's unscripted. We don't have any, you know, any plans on what we're going to talk about. We sit down and we just start chatting and whatever comes up, comes up. And we, you know, have that conversation within that hour's time. And, and that's that. So it, it's been really wonderful because, you know, his viewpoint uh, is, is very unique. I mean, obviously coming from a different culture and background, you know, he brings that to the table and also his, he's very analytically minded. You know, I'm, I was raised by, you know, an artist, two artists, really an architect and an artist. And so, you know, I'm more creatively minded. And so you bring those two together and it, it really does make a neat combo. And, and honestly, we're just having a good time, but we, we talk a lot of in depth. We're both very deep people. And so we like to get to the nitty gritty of stuff. Um, and so it's not really superficial conversations about the weather and what's going on in the world per se, more about what's going on in our lives and, and the meaning we give that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We're having a good time with it. It sounds fun. Yeah. I watched a, a little bit of one and um, I don't, I don't even remember now why I got distracted, but somehow I got distracted from it, but I thought it was great. Thank you. Seems like a lot of fun. And yeah, you, you guys are too different in every way possible. Yes. Yes. You know? Black, white, math, male, female, you yeah. know, even age wise, there's a gap between us. And so, yeah. And again, not planned. I think that's a beautiful thing. 2020, mm -hmm. if it's taught us nothing else to get comfortable in the unknown and unplanned. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, we're kind of rolling with it. It's, mm -hmm. you know, we had the couple ago, we had, I think three surges, power surges during the taping. Oh so, you know, I, I was left by myself for a little bit, then he was left by, <laughs> we just kept, and we just kept going, right. We just, we just, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? So I, it's a, it's a good analogy for life. And we do find a lot comes mm -hmm. up about life in those conversations. Does he live in your area? 
He does. He actually, uh, he lives in the Holly Springs area. And so kind of, I mean, we're a couple, you know, an hour and a half apart. We, mm. we, we have ne never met in person. So what? we only know each other over, over Zoom and our, yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me that recently in a conversation. They're like, oh, you and Will would have such great chemistry. You guys must have had, you, you must miss each other. I'm like, we've never met in person. I would love to know the story of that. How did you meet? So we met, we met through, through a mutual friend uh, at the oh, end of okay. 2019. Uh, they, well, she was just like, Woolwin, I can't believe you don't meet, you haven't met Tracy. Tracy, I can't believe you don't know Woolwin. And she just introduced us and we had a phone chat and just totally loved the conversation. And so we just started having them every two weeks and eventually put them live. Is he a coach? He's like a consultant. You? So oh, he does okay. business consulting. Um, yeah, Joseph Solomon. But, but not, not yet. Yeah, you had said that, but I, I didn't know if he was like, like saw himself as a coach, as a you know, because sometimes business consultants see themselves as coaches too. So yeah, and consult consultancy and coaching is such a different thing. Different, too, you know. Yeah. I, I I keep and this may sound kind of rude, but I just tell people stay in your lane because it confuses <laughs> things. Like to, choose a lane. Are you a coach or a consultant? Because the, the consultants tell their clients what they what they should do. Coaches mm -hmm. shouldn't. Coaches are oh, not okay. here to tell people how to do stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a very different approach. But yeah, he's a business consultant. So he comes in and kind of looks at the person's business and, you know, everything from the finance. He has background in all of it. Um, so from the finance to, but his main thing is kind of the general practitioner, so to speak. <laughs> so the person who looks at the general, and then if they, if the business needs to bring in like a CFO or other positions specifically, you know, he helps with that. So he, he does something similar to me in the sense that I'm looking, working with somebody in their business, but I focus on them. He focuses on their business. So that's how we work really well with clients together. I got you. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that's really fascinating. That adds a whole other fascinating element to it that only in this day and age, could you, could you get and create a relationship with someone you've never met and then put something out there that's, you know, inspirational and transformational, all of those things. Uh, that's, that's amazing. I love that story. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. That's I think it, it's where it's, it's definitely making us see that although we lived a life you know, we lived lives before of like meeting people in person and feeling like, you know, I even had that when I first took my coaching online, you know, people are like, well, I want to meet face to face. I, I feel like I can't create the same relationship with you yeah. online. And I tried to explain to people, yes, you can. It's just the story we have in our head that we think we can't because we've been accustomed to doing it a different way. And now 2020 yeah. has taught us to bring our face to face and it's not the same. It's certainly not no. the same. But can we do it? Yes, because I think it's really a matter of how we show up. You know, I was having this conversation yesterday with, uh, with, with the gentleman who I was introduced to. And I said, you know, now the Zoom thing is never before have we seen ourselves when we're talking to someone else. You know, normally <laughs> when we're at a coffee shop, we're not looking in the mirror at the same time as looking at the person. So that's created a whole new kind of awareness in people. You know, where, where they're uber, you know, everybody's got the lighting and the, you know, the vocal augmentation and the, you know, we're also worried about how we look on camera because that's become our lives, which that was never an issue before. Not to say we didn't care what we looked like, but it was a different type of focus and awareness. 
And so all of these things add to that. And how do we show up authentically? And that's really what I talk to people about. I know there's a lot of people training out there about how to show up on Zoom, you know, effectively, how to, you know, how to really be present and all of that. And for me, it's how to be authentic, because if you can be authentic, you can connect with anybody, whether whether you're face to face or whether you're, you know, over the Internet. Right, 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 right. Wow. Well, that's that's really that's really great. I like that story. That's very cool. And so we talked before the, before we started this, we, we were talking a little bit and you were telling me about a program that's coming up that you're going to launch soon. And that's also really interesting. So tell me about that. Tell me about your, you know, yeah, so uh, also at the beginning of the year, um, I had been introduced to Dorina a little while before I was introduced to Woolwin, but uh, Dorina Kors, who's known as the Space Doula, and she is an organizational and feng shui specialist. And she kind of, as I was explaining to you off, off camera, you know, she'll go in and, and be the person who can read your space and tell you why you're having certain issues in your life or in your business or, you know, and how you can rearrange your physical home space or office space, whatever space, you know, you happen to be in, uh, in order to decrease and, uh, those blockages and create more flow in your life and in your physical space, obviously. Mm -hmm. So she has this amazing ability. I mean, she's so talented in this, this realm. I mean, literally the, the details she picks up when she works and in, she walks into a physical space or it's, it's really uncanny. And when we first met, we started telling stories about our work and we realized we, we really do the exact same thing in different realms. So she works in the physical realm of somebody's space. I work in the mental realm, right, of their mm -hmm. mindset. And, mm -hmm. but we do the same thing. You know, she listens to the storyline and she looks at how it, how it measures up in the physical space. I listen to the storyline and I measure it based on the language and what comes up in the, in the internal and mental and emotional space. And so together, you know, we started to say, wow, what if we teamed up and we helped, you know, I helped the person, she helped the person in the space, you know, how that could transform people's lives. And so since the beginning of this year, we've been working on a program. We launched the masterclass, um, unlock the key to your success. And it really is that first kind of look at the basics. You know, what are some of the first things you can look at when it comes to space, you know, rearranging your space, <laughs> teaching people, things that, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? So when we first, you know, are doing certain things, she's like, you never do X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh my gosh. So like setting up my, <laughs> my home office space, she comes in, she's like, oh, you never do. I'm like, oh geez, okay. You know, so I move things around and sure enough, wouldn't you know, it changed so many things. And so you really? can't wow. stuff up. Oh yeah. From colors to the wall. I mean, it wasn't even that much. I mean, it was more just moving the furniture around and how I was positioned in the, in the room. Mm -hmm. And, and it made a, a world of difference in just those few small tweaks. And so we go over some of the basics, how story can help, right? The story you're telling, you can tell, like she'll walk in and, and how we were introduced was a mutual client. She says, it was so funny because this client had been working with me for about six months and then hired Dorina and so the client came back and when she introduced us said, wouldn't you know, every single thing, Tracy, you told me about my story and what was going on. Dorina walked into my physical space and told me the exact same stuff. Wow. Right. So that, that alignment, and then she says, you guys need to meet each other. So that's how that began. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to be launching a master course sometime in 2021. And so we're going to be running that master class again 
hopefully at the beginning, beginning of the, the new year. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say to all that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's, uh, <clears throat> I've read books on feng shui and, you know, some of those kinds of things. And I, when we moved to Southwest Virginia a little over a year ago, we, we still own our home up in Toledo, Ohio, and we've rented it out. So we're, you know, renting where we are. And I noticed you and I have the exact same wall colors. Of course, I saw is, that too. Yeah. This is not that, by the way, this is not, um, this is only audio only. So it, no one's going to see that our wall, but t- trust me, listeners, our wall colors are exactly the same, but I didn't paint them. They came this way in the apartment. Uh, it's a townhome. And I'm thinking about all the thing, all the ways that, you know, somebody might come in and say something. And I, I don't, you know, it's hard in a small space in an, uh, an apartment. We went from 4,000 square feet to 1400 square feet. Wow. That's a big downsize. Yeah, little little smaller than we would have liked, but housing is is um, difficult here. So for sure, uh, just because of Virginia Tech University and Radford University are all in the same area, so students, about fifty thousand people embark here. You know, for nine months out of the year, get up, all, take up all the for rent housing, and then you're sort of stuck with whatever's left over, and uh, so. Anyway, to say all that, I, I would love to have her come to the house that I'm going to own in the future. Well, absolutely. And so she, she was actually yeah. just up in Virginia. She travels to, to work oh, with wow. clients. She's wow. really fast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. You know, and I have to tell you the feng shui story with my husband. So I, before I met Darina, I have another friend who also is a feng shui specialist. And so we had talked about having her come and do a clearing of the house as far as just, you know, what needs to be moved around and just teaching. They have this cool thing called the Bagua map, which stands for, you know, certain things, but it, it lays over depending on how your house is laid out, you know, where the kitchen is, where the, but each part of the house and the structure represents a part of your life. So the, you know, our kitchen just happens to be, um, you know, our, I think it was, it's the wealth, I think it's the wealth position, you know, in our home, you know, again, depending on the layout, but the Bagua map is the same, no matter what, you know, the, the oh, far really? left represents far left. They're in quadrants, right? So the far left represents something, you know, it doesn't matter what room that is. If it's in the mm-hmm. far left quadrant, that's the space in your life that it represents. And so she wanted to teach us about this and, you know, then give us some, some tips on what to change around and that kind of thing. So my husband was a little, you know, as you can imagine, he was just like, mm, I don't know about this whole thing. Okay, whatever. Like he's open-minded, but skeptical. So I don't know if you've ever heard of muscle testing, uh, kinesiology, where you can test the body. The body's wisdom will tell you, you know, if something's good for it and something isn't. So if something, a space or a person strengthens you, they're good for you. They're good for your life, right? So if you're in an area that is, you know, set up in a way that strengthens you, you'll be strong and you can do this type of testing. And it's very easy. You just have, you can do a variety of different ways, but the two-party test is the person that you're is being tested stands and puts their, their non-dominant arm, their non-writing hand straight out. And they, you do a baseline test in a room that's neutral to you. And the practitioner tries to push down and you resist. And depending on how much you're able to resist, that's your baseline strength. 
-hmm. And then you go into a space where you may not feel very comfortable and it weakens you a space that you love strengthens you. So that's what, so anyway, she came in and she says to my husband, would you like to, he says, well, what is this whole thing you're doing? She goes, well, let me kind of show you, let me do some muscle testing on you in your house. So she says, what, what room are you neutral about? Right. So the, the baseline and he says, oh, I don't know, I guess the dining room. So she baseline tested him in the dining room. And she says, you feel that you feel your baseline strength. Yeah, sure. So what, what room do you really like? And he says, well, I love the kitchen because he loves to cook. So she <laughs> takes him in the kitchen, muscle tests him again, and he's stronger. And she says, wow. do you notice the difference? And she says, let's take you back in the dining room, muscle test you again, and then come back in the kitchen. Do you see the difference? She says, he says, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm much stronger in this room. And she says, you like this room for a reason. And she started to explain why the, the layout, this is the room, this is the wealth center of your life. And because you have certain colors on the wall, that actually is very positive for this kind of space and all of that. So you set the room up to be very open and in flow. And that's why you're strong in it. It's, it's, it's well, you know, represented. So she, she says, let's just, because I had told her before we started that his office was my, the space that I just couldn't stand. Like it was, it was always messy. There was no mm -hmm. color on the wall. He didn't mm -hmm. see, you know, it, it just, and it was the first room you came to when you walked through the front door, <laughs> it was right off of the French doors, right off the front door. And right. like, you could do something about this room. So she says, just, just, you know, let, let's go test you in your office. Cause you spent a lot of time in there knowing that I felt this way about it. And it was probably going to be, well, we go into the office and she tests him. He's weak. He says, wait a minute. Let me do that again. <laughs> keep his arm up and she kept testing him he's like well something about she goes okay let's go back in the kitchen and he was strong in the kitchen weak oh in his office gosh. and I have never seen an individual change a space so fast he had that <laughs> that office changed in three new furniture especially men especially men you don't you, they don't I better not be weak I love it that's awesome I'm totally bringing her to my house <laughs> So women out there, if you want to bring your men on board, just have somebody muscle test them in their office and if they're weak. That's so favorite, great. That's stellar. Story. Stellar. I love it. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I, we believe very strongly in, in mm. feng shui. Yeah. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. <laughs> I trust you. I'm convinced. That's great. Well, I thought, I think that your course sounds amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's going to be, we think it's probably going to be about nine months. So it's going to be a real course. We're really oh, wow. going to walk people through teaching them the principles of feng shui and mindset, you know, um, where we can take the storyline and literally shift our mindset so that we experience, you know, our reality differently. I mean, we're in a stressful time. We don't know how long this is going to last. And these are really great tools to learn, you know, how we can, we can shift things around internally and externally to set ourselves up for success. And so we really want to walk people through it and teach them the tools and have them be able to practice it and then come back and share that. And, you know, so it's, it's right. really something that, you know, it's not just let's teach you the tools and set you off on your way. We really want it to be a developmental process where people are, are, are gathering, you know, strength and resilience and, and developing themselves in these areas as we go. And is that, uh, is there a live component to it at all, or is it, modules that you you do through the nine months or is it like a that's part of it but it's also a group coaching it yes the la crazy. the latter so it's a hybrid okay. um the the program okay. the course the the uh master class which is the name the introduction to the course is kind of gives mm -hmm. people an idea of 
you know, what it's going to be like. And, and we, we offer some of the basic tools in that master class. And that's a two, two and a half hour class that we're going to be doing again. We did it once uh, a couple months ago, and we're going to do it again at the beginning of 2021. But our, our hope is then to generate enough interest in the course, because we'd like to have the course ongoing with modules, or I'm sorry, uh, with with groups of people who go through the entire coursework together. So they become, you know, cohort together that mm-hmm. learns and grows and, and develops that, like you talk about accountability, that accountability with one another that they can then continue on even after the course is over. Um, we do have plans to do other courses as well. So course one, course two, and course three. So there will be opportunities to up level, um, but we'll be doing module courses. So obviously videos and, and that type of work that people can do on their own, but there is going to be that, that also that component of coming together as a group through Zoom, having the coaching, and then some individual opportunities to work both with Jarena and I within that. So there's going to be a lot of different aspects to that course. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about it. Wow. That's great. Now, how would somebody find this course? Tell so, us right, all your, all your dot coms. Tell us all about all our dot coms. Yes. Yeah. So if they, we don't have the, the landing page for the course work yet up, mm-hmm. we have the course, but not the information. We're not promoting it yet because we're really trying to have people go through the class enough people go through the, the class master class. Generate that interest mm-hmm. for the course. Yeah. We're thinking the course is going to be about, we'd like to get about 15 people in a cohort. So obviously people get to experience what the class is like to, to, to get the value, um, to be interested in the course, but they can always contact me. My website is, um, www.theinnatecoach.com. Um, and then the, the innate coach.com. Yeah. Yes. Since this is audio, sometimes things get lost because people don't see, you know, don't see me talking. Yeah. And I talk yeah. really fast you um, do. for a seminar. You really do. Yeah, and for, and for a Coloradoan, I really do. I'm from oh, Colorado. you're from Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So all, all right. my, they're like, are you from New York? I'm like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and then also too, if anybody just wants to email me directly, uh, it's Tracy, T-R-A-C-I at the innate coach.com. So I can always get, you know, people on, we have, we're building a, an email list that we're going to be sending all this information to. Okay. That's great. What's well, been so much fun to talk to you. Uh, I appreciate all the variety of things that you brought to the table today. <laughs> Likewise, Denise, thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope to see you here in two weeks with a new guest. And as always, peace, love, and courage. <laughs>